Welcome back to Issue Spotting, where three law students, Kelsey, Alyssa, and Jack, talk about film. Follow us on Spotify and Anchor.fm. So we're going to jump right in. And first things first, I want to introduce our guests, Evan. Hi, guys. And Carrie. Hi, guys. <laughs> so um, we wanted to guests on our show today because we were going to have a pretty hot topic. Um, and the topic of today's episode is, can you remove an art, an artist from his or her art, mm-hmm. their art? Um, so yeah, let's, I just want to take a quick poll and see what everyone thinks. Sure. I know, just like a yes or no answer. I know that like we're going to really get into the meat of it and it's really not a yes or no answer, Mm -hmm. but just like for yourself, can you remove the artist from their art? Jack? Yes. Evan? Yes. Carrie? No. Alyssa? Yes. Kelsey, no. At least we're not on gender lines. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Well, should we do like a quick little um, snippet about what that means? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Take it away. <laughs> okay, so what this topic or what this idea is, is, um, you know, artists are people and they do problematic things. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that could include, and there's like a, a huge gradient of what they could do as far as like domestic violence or, you know, child. Literally you know. a range of dis, like yeah. misdemeanors to like violent <laughs> felonies. <laughs> um, so there's a whole yeah. array yeah. of problematic yeah. behaviors that a lot, and just like, it's appropriate because of the Me Too movement and stuff like that. And so uh, we just wanted to revisit it because um, we love film and a lot of our favorite people are super talented, but behind the scenes engage in some unpleasant behavior. Questionable behaviors, yeah. For sure. And I think it's also kind of relevant right now with the whole cancel movement Mm -hmm. and like canceling people because of their behaviors and what they're doing. Um, And yeah, so. Jack, you want to get started? Sure, sure. Um, and Kelsey, we talked about this before, but for me, my take on it is when you say something, when you cancel something or say you can't enjoy it um, because the artist or, or the person who created it is problematic, I think you're depriving not only audiences, but future creators, future artists of being able to draw on this work that could be inspirational. Um, that's that's my basis i think you're not only limiting what people can enjoy in the present but you're limiting the trajectory of art in the future because now this work whether it's good or bad can't be used as a as a as a uh, jumping off point for any future artists valid yeah i think that's a good point i think on the other side of things um you know, for people who can't separate them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the reason for that is because, you know, as a society, we have a moral compass and we, you know, have to, you know, take a stand against people because they are people, whether mm-hmm. they're creative or not, um, you know, doing abhorrent things. And 
it, I think it goes into just financial support, mm-hmm. you know, and not wanting to support somebody and support their lifestyle, right. you know, when they have a track record or, you know, they just are participating in yeah. disgusting things. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I do agree with you on some point that you can't deny, even if someone is is horrible, you know, if they make a beautiful movie, it's hard to really take that away, take, you know, mm-hmm. the creativity and everything that went behind it. Oftentimes they're not the sole single actor of that project. Right. And right. it's like, it's hard to therefore label something as, or, or you know, cancel a, mm-hmm. the, the entire work. Of, yeah. Well, that's another good point, the collateral damage. Like mm-hmm. you just said, yeah. Who else is in? Who else? And again, I realize that I'm, I'm making a victim out of people who are not the victim of this person's malicious acts. So I'm mm-hmm. not trying to minimize the true victims, but saying collaterally, when someone does something bad, if they're canceled or if you can't enjoy that, and that's deemed something that's you know off limits now, um, the people who all went into creating that and maybe had a stand-up performance or they really contributed, now they're off limits too from that work, right? Mm-hmm. Just by guilty by association, essentially. I don't think that's necessarily true, though. You know, I feel like I don't think that just because there's one bad actor, and I don't mean like an acting person, I mean like a bad <laughs> yeah. actor in a certain mm-hmm. piece of art, I don't think that prevents people from saying, well, there are really other talented people who did good work here. Mm-hmm. And like, to your point on the future, mm-hmm. um, what do you mean by like, you know, the future generations aren't going to be able to like use yeah. that work? Like that work is still there, and like they yeah. can choose to, they can choose to be inspired by other types of work mm-hmm. that weren't created by problematic people, but mm-hmm. they also can choose to. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, I don't mean to deprive anyone of a choice. I just mean if as a society we have chosen to cancel certain people and certain works that they've created, if no one can look at it and no one can build off it, then that's what's depriving. But if mm-hmm. someone has personally chosen that I don't like that what that person did and I will not support them financially or otherwise, that's I'm everyone should make that personal choice. I'm just saying if we say as a society we should be making these choices and not supporting them collectively that's when you're depriving the future creation that could be based off of that work so you think like do you think we're at that point with cancel no, culture not necessarily do you think but it will get to that point i don't know if it yeah. will i think theoretically it could mm-hmm. because now if we're getting into a situation where if cancel culture evolves from not only you're canceled from my life but that that person's cancer mm-hmm. for my life, and so is everyone who ever, can, mm-hmm. whoever supports anything mm-hmm. by that person. So if it gets to like you know canceling anyone, that's that like association. Yeah, but I don't. Is that like even is that common? I mean, I'm not. I feel like people tend to cancel individuals, yeah. and I don't necessarily see people canceling like entire like. Uh, like the person in charge of like dressing or something like no you know, no no like... sorry I, I didn't even mean from that sense I meant like uh, let's say that Michael Jackson fans not not only have has Michael Jackson been canceled because of the allegations against him but now if you still listen to Michael Jackson I'm all, you're also canceled from someone 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, that's definitely extreme. And I think yeah. that oh, like, yeah. I, on either end, I think both extremes are kind of, maybe I'm more so in the middle because I think both extremes are like kind of problematic in themselves because there's a lot of like nuances to, to the issue. But I think that like, ultimately it sort of depends on what the person did. Like I have hard lines for mm -hmm. like, like I won't like, watch Woody Allen's work because right. he's unapologetically problematic. And mm -hmm. I think that there has been like ample evidence and like ample, there's been so much time and throughout the time, so much evidence has come forth showing, and also the fact that he hasn't like disproved anything, right? So it's mm -hmm. like, I, but I'm also not invested in his work at all. Like there's like very, the snippets that I've seen of his work, like I'm not that interested in, so that could also play like a key role. Like if I'm genuinely invested in someone's work then I might be, even though I have a strong moral compass, yeah. <laughs> I might be like, Meh. like I just saw yeah. The Dark Knight again, like a couple of days ago, and you know, Christian ba I, Christian Bale's super problematic. Mm -hmm. He's like a white yeah. beater, yeah. and I think a mother beater too. Um, but outstanding performance, like. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> I, think, I think for me, it's something that we haven't talked about yet that factors into this is how much the person's, the artist's life it pervades into their art. Mm. And so I think I think inherently, so I, I kind of take a realist position on this. So I, I think a lot of, everyone has their own problems, right? That's not to say that everyone is worthy of being canceled, but no one's perfect. And I think especially artists are very eccentric and they tend to skew those lines more often than not, whether that has to do with the creative mind or that, you know, the effect that fame and exposure has on a person, they- Can you give an example? Um, I mean, just think of like, like any artist, like I'm thinking of Quentin Tarantino, like the conversations we've had, yeah, and how like he is slightly problematic, and he does some things that are definitely unprofessional and crosses the line, um, you know, like for example, the spitting in the face of Uma Thurman in Pulp mm -hmm. Fiction was just yeah. like like he strangled Diane Kruger in Inglorious Bastards, yeah. and granted, mm -hmm. she consented to that for the take, mm -hmm. but I think like look at all the child stars who grow up to be as flawed as they are. I think there's just something about the art world and that creative mind and that environment that tends to lead people to do maybe problematic things. And that's a whole other conversation. But I think art is inherently autobiographical in a lot of ways, especially when we get into like those auteur directors who are completely writing and directing a project. Mm -hmm. And I think it's how much of, of their negativity goes into their work. And so like, the example I think of a lot is like Louis C.K. He's say. someone who yeah. I really loved yep. before everything that he had mm -hmm. done had come out. I thought Louis was one of the best shows I'd ever seen, but I can it's unwatchable now mm -hmm. because he he does have very profane humor and a lot of it was based around like masturbation jokes exactly. and sexuality, but there was always this almost underlying trust that this is like some family man. He talks about his daughters a lot. Like it's just, you know, this guy talking about you know these taboo subjects we don't talk about in everyday life but he was an artist and then you find out that he was doing all these horrible things to women and there's no way you can watch his art without yeah. seeing how his the problematic aspects of his life are in are pervasive into that the other on the flip side the one the thing that i think of and i know that this is something that kelsey and i kind of talk a lot mm -hmm. about is the movie the pianist mm -hmm. roman polanski is probably one of the most problematic artists out there. I mean, like what he did was despicable and the fact that he just kind of fled the country and got away with it is also pretty disgusting to me. But I mean, you can see how aspects of his life 
pervade into that film. He's a Holocaust survivor. Like that was a very much a passion project for him. But I, I think if, if you saw that film, you had no idea who he was. Like you can appreciate the message that movie has and you can be impacted by it without necessarily supporting Roman Polanski. Because I think we have the ability to communicate our feelings against that. You can watch that film and say, wow, like Adrian Brody was fantastic. Whoever scored that film did an amazing job. Everyone else who worked on this project like really made this powerful film. And also it's important for us to note that the guy who directed this film is a piece of shit. Like mm-hmm. I think we're able to put an asterisk next to something we're watching and still be able to enjoy it as a piece mm-hmm. of art. The other thing, the example to, of that that we've kind of talked about is Chris Brown. Like mm-hmm. how many times do you go out and you're just having a nice Saturday night and Chris Brown's songs come on? Like we all agree he's a piece come of on, shit. Come on guys, we <laughs> all agree Chris Brown in the background. <laughs> but like, yeah. I was never a Chris Brown fan. And everyone agrees that he sucks, but like, <laughs> if one of his songs comes on at the club, like, I guarantee you most people are going to dance to it and still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing that I was thinking about today that really, really sticks out for me is every single time that we talk about an artist who has done problematic things, it is always a man. The th- like, it's hard for me to reconcile that we can be like celebrating these problematic artists, whatever, they have like creative minds and like they go through shit, so they're like, that's their like their creative path or whatever like that we can like keep celebrating their art and at the same time we're all cognizant of the fact that there is like still a lack of representation recognition and celebration of you know female artists like women directors um queer directors like directors of color like but there's still like so many directors of like minorities who are in these positions who also contribute to like problematic, like who also have problematic tendencies. And so I I don't necessarily think it's like super, like I don't think it's like that black and white. Like I don't think it's like we're enabling, I see what you're saying, but like, like Gina Rodriguez or like Lena with Shy, do you remember like hearing those stories about how she was kind of enabling like sexual harassment on her set for, do you watch the Shy? No. Anyone? No. Mm-hmm. But like, I, but I'm still gonna like watch the show. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's like excellent, like all around when you think of all the components that make a work really watchable and like powerful. Like there's so many other moving characters and moving yeah. pieces to it that I can't necessarily, cancel culture in itself is like a, a different subject to me. Yeah. And I think that like, it's an aspect of like separating the art from the artist from the art. But I think, like cancel culture is like super extreme and so I don't necessarily mm-hmm. want to like conflate the two in my opinion but I think that like again like people are super flawed and like have their own problems and I think that like unless it's like egregious or it's something that's like I mean I don't know like aren't there aren't there levels to it yeah, like Chris yeah, Brown is egregious like yeah. right like Woody Allen is like super disgusting but I think like you know james franco like the people where it's kind of like well yeah. i don't know or it's like completely like unclear as to whether or not like and i don't know because i am a supporter of women and like people in general who come forward and accuse people and i think mm-hmm. they all need to be taken seriously but i definitely don't know if it like warrants just like i'm not gonna like ever watch i'm not gonna like partake in anything that they're a part yeah. of because it's like super nuanced i guess it also kind of depends like on the piece of work itself like i don't think that james franco is like that hot shit like i don't think he's that great of an actor i don't think like, like he's yeah. not i'm just obsessed with him <laughs> like, literally yeah, he's like pretty hot but like <laughs> like not anymore but um, but 
but like the pianist is a different yeah. Piece of art. yeah, I mean, I think what a common thread that I keep on hearing throughout this conversation is that it has to do with like the gravity of the underlying mm-hmm. offense for one. And I think it also has to do with whether these accusations are, are you know, if there's enough evidence, whether, I mean, in Roman Polanski's situation, he was convicted. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like uh, he was. Yeah. <laughs> so, and... And I think it also has to do a lot with whether the person had a, a major role in mm-hmm. in that, in you know, in the art. I talk a lot about Harvey Weinstein in that mm-hmm. case because he is, you know, was the executive producer to a lot of these films. He owned Weinstein, Weinstein, Miramax, and a lot of what he did do was like financing. But we, Evan and I, were talking yesterday about how there, you know, he. A, a lot of these women, you know, possibly that he sexually assaulted mm-hmm. in order to get into these films, possibly were in these films. And of course, we don't know because no one raises their hand and say, yes, you know, I allowed him to sexually assault me in order to get this role. Um, but for the most part, I feel like he's a pretty removable character for right. a lot of yeah, these right. films because he didn't do much of like the artistic portions mm-hmm. I, I know, you know yeah. um and think i mean think about it, and i mean this in a good way but how piled on he was because like you're saying it's an easy person to pile on mm-hmm. because it's just the finance it's not the it's like all the other celebrities i like pretty much did anyone come to his defense celebrity wise everyone was against yeah. him right yeah. yeah so i feel like they almost scapegoated him rightfully so he deserved to be but it's like oh let's all pick on him because that's the easy one mm-hmm. like this is like it's a th- there's no risk in celebrities piling in on him it's riskier when it's someone who's more of the forefront mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah i mean i think like another example of, of a piece of art that i think is tainted by the actions of one of the people involved is house of cards mm-hmm. no yeah there are a yeah. lot of sexual power dynamics in that show that like the character frank underwood partakes in and seeing that knowing what kevin spacey has done Mm -hmm. is it's hard for me to watch that Mm -hmm. and i stopped watching because of what he did also it got kind of boring toward the end but (laughs) but it's still you know going back and like seeing an episode of that it's you can't separate it Mm -hmm. that's an instance to me where you can't I have trouble watching any Kevin Spacey movie. Yeah. And yeah. Oh my God, I think part funny. of it is, part of it for me yeah. is because he, I think he's an incredible actor. Like, we, like obviously awful person, but there's something about the roles he always portrays mm-hmm. where it's the slightly off, like off kilter, yeah. a little creepy. And he did that role so well and all everything he's in. But hearing about that, I can't watch anytime, anytime someone with him's on it, just I can't, I can't watch it. Yeah. But, so, so I, it just like boils down to, for you, it seems like it boils down to like that actor, actresses like propensity to actually portray their creepiness on yeah. the big screen. To me, that's like it's, it's yeah. interesting, but it's like most people don't play super like you know. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like the correlation. It's an interesting one, mm-hmm. but it's like you could be like super like grotesque and creepy, but as long as you're not choosing roles that like potentially like <laughs> right yeah. like I, expose I, your yeah. creepiness, then it's like okay. But I think I, it's different yeah. when you're an actor. Like, I think mm-hmm. someone like Ke- like Kevin Spacey, maybe he was choosing those roles because, like, maybe it's super easy for him to play a creep because he is one. But I think <laughs> when you're an actor, you're very much doing what the script and the director sure, are, doing, yeah. are telling you to do. I think we really see 
the like intrusion of someone's life into their art is when they're the writer or the director. Mm -hmm. So like something we've talked about before is like Quentin Tarantino. He's slightly pro like I don't think anyone has canceled him, but like I mean, the whole world knows this man has a foot fetish because they've seen his films. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he his life is an integral part of everything that he does. And yeah, I guess like whatever he's like unashamed of that. But I think there are plenty of other people who if you go back and you think this director is really problematic or you know the person who wrote this film did this certain thing you i think you could probably find flashes of their life in that piece of art mm -hmm. yeah i think the only case in which that doesn't apply for me is like the roman polanski um pianist because i don't even know if there's a love interest in that movie but it's just i mean it it's one of those films where he you know, is taking a lot from stuff that has personally happened to him, like you were talking about. And it's it's just, a, it's, one, it's a movie for me that I watched when I was really young and I didn't know much about the Holocaust. And it introduced me a lot to it and like the horrors of the world. And it just had like this huge impression upon me. So it's just that, that film for me is a really hard film to like reject. And it has almost no correlation to the accusations or the conviction against him. Um, so, but then it's also like, there's a lot of him in that film. So it's hard in, in that film and in those cases where it's like, there is no correlation, mm -hmm. you know? It's like, how can we, how do we rationalize maybe in a way? I mean, I could say, oh, he's disgusting, but then I can never say, that that film's not beautiful yeah and i think that relates to another piece we haven't talked about which is that like people really like the art that they love and consume they that is held really personally to some people mm -hmm. like i think it's different when you cancel someone like matt lauer because like no one gives a shit about <laughs> good morning america or whichever show he was on because like yeah like that guy was a piece of shit and he's gone but the product he created was it was like news it yeah. wasn't something that people like really connect to as opposed yeah. to like a film like the pianist that had such a big impact on you and like yeah it's hard for you to parse the misdeeds misdeeds just sounds like it's really undervaluating what he did <laughs> but um like the crimes of the director mm -hmm. when it's something that you really love like for me like the beatles are like super huge for me but like they're problematic men in their own right like john lennon was not a great dude like he yeah. abandoned he hit his first wife and abandoned his first family like he was not a great dude personally but like for me like the music itself is something that like i can't i can't separate the artist from that because it's so important to me and i think that that's why some people have such a big problem with the idea of separating an artist from their art because it's hard and i think mm -hmm. that even causes some people to refuse to even bring up the allegations like we talked we talked about jimmy page yesterday mm -hmm. like it's pretty well documented. He did pretty much the same thing Roman Polanski did. Like he statutorily raped like underage groupies. But Led Zeppelin is Led Zeppelin is adored. They are like the pinnacle of classic rock. And like it seems to me that people just kind of let that slide because he's they're so important to like that genre of music. And like they're so huge that people don't seem to bring it up when they really should because what he did was horrible. Yeah, I think that just goes to the point that you made earlier. Um, in the episode just about like you can acknowledge like we're all like nuance is my favorite word we're all nuanced <laughs> <laughs> no but like we can 
like we can acknowledge both, right? Like we yeah. can acknowledge the work and what it represents and how, how it influences society. And we can also like, I, I, I don't think what you need to, like in order to show that like you're against like sexual assault, like you have to completely, like you just can't consume any of the person's work. Like, I don't know if that's necessary. Like, I think that like, you can enjoy something and appreciate something, but also be critical of it and understand that, you know, what the person yeah. possibly did is a crime <laughs> and, and, yeah, and yeah. should justly be like critiqued in its own right. Like, I think they're two separate things depending on what it is, of course, and like the frequency at which it happened. <laughs> um, but yeah. I guess it's just like some people will choose to keep consuming the art and be able to acknowledge the bad things about the artist. And then other people will choose to not consume the art, but will not consume the art because of the bad acts of the artist, but are able to acknowledge that it is a piece of art, that there are merits yeah. to the technical quality of the art. I, I agree. I, it's just I, like two different types of acknowledgement. I, I'm on, <clears throat> on that same <clears throat> wavelength of as far as like, I, I often choose just not to watch same. problematic artists. Um, and I think for the, that re the reason for that is because I really just don't care. There's no one yeah, out no, there. When you say problematic, like, I guess I'm trying to figure out, like, if you hear like if you read about one accusation or something and then you like mm. never hear from it again like no, is that I mean, like, I what's yeah i mean and i think that that's as, like what i was talking about as far as like you know if there's an accusation but there's like no evidence and then just like that it's a gradient like mm -hmm. everything in this you know in these situations are gradients and there's like levels to it and like there is a hard line rule for i think a lot of us but then there's also like a lot of gray area and but for me I, I feel like once it's a point in which there's like an acceptance of like this person did this, whether they were like convicted of it or not or confessed to it or not, um, I just like you tend to not consume their art um, just because there's no one out there that I like love that much that I mm -hmm. like f could feel like I'm missing out on that creativity. Um, and you mean like consume their past work? Like you wouldn't rewatch, like that's what you're saying. Or I, just... I, but I'm also a person that never rewatches -watch, re films. <laughs> I mean, if they're canceled, then it kind of like prevents <laughs> you from even watching anything, you know. So. No, I mean, if, if, well, I think that's like the, the difference between cancel culture and then myself, whether okay. I could remove right. them or not. But if, if you're asking me if I could remove them, in some cases, I would say. Yes, like I, you know, when we were discussing if what they've done is a reflection of that artwork, but especially if it's music, I just am not inclined to really watch, especially if I know what they they've done and what's ex what's what's accepted that they've done. Yeah. You know, it's there's just no one that I like that much that I, yeah. you know, I would have to do that. Yeah. Now, what do you think about rehabilitation? So. The one that comes to mind is Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, he had his outburst, his racist outburst. <laughs> he took a lot of time off. He yeah. got treated for drug and alcohol addiction, which I feel like is, you know, that's just something you can point out. Oh, yeah, I was addicted. <laughs> Those racist Those remarks? Yeah. Hey, listen, yeah. I, went, I went to rehab. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, now, and, you know, I, and when I say it, I mean, I don't mean 
right in a moral sense, but he did it the right way and that he did it in a way that is successful because now he's coming back and everyone just kind of forgot. He went, he went under the radar for a long time. You didn't hear from him. Now his now, racist remarks are sober behind closed doors. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so like, is, does rehabilitation focus in at all? I, there's not a lot of successful examples of it, I don't think. Yeah. Well, the one I think of that, this is really towing the line, but like Michael Vick, I, I oh, would, yeah. if we're really getting philosophical, I would argue professional athletics is an art form in and of itself, but that's a, <laughs> that's a different podcast. But. I I was yeah. a big I was a no big Michael Vick. <laughs> I was a big Michael Vick fan like yeah. before the dog fighting thing and especially when he came to the Eagles mm -hmm. I was a fan after and I think as law students a lot like I'm personally of the belief that like I believe in rehabilitative justice like yeah. if someone is convicted of a crime and they they are rehabilitated like they do their time and granted there's a lot of problems with how we incarcerate individuals and whether they actually get rehabilitated. Yeah, I was just about to say, I don't know that incarceration is rehabilitation, but okay. But I mean, I mean like, but the difference like with Michael Vick is like, it. he did his time, but he also like gave yeah, back he, a lot. Like a lot he of- He came out different. Yeah, yeah, a lot of what he did was like, had to do with the fact that he grew up in a really rough neighborhood and couldn't escape those people he was affiliated with and couldn't escape that life, which is why he was still mm -hmm. dogfighting as a multi-million dollar professional mm -hmm. quarterback. But he gave a ton of money to charitable causes. Like I think he really put in the effort to show. How can you decipher whether was... or not that's putting in the effort and like you just doing it to save face so you can like be granted back yeah. into societal's like arms of acceptance? But like I mean, at some like to some degree, it is saving face. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But you just I think you just have to try like try and trust somebody that like they're trying to do right. And if they mess up again, you know it was in vain. Like yeah. I mean, I think otherwise like. I mean, I'm kind of a cynical person, but I think we should at least try to forgive. So you know how you guys were saying, like, you guys can't watch Louis C.K. before uh -huh. anymore. Can I maybe speak? <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys can't watch Louis C.K. anymore because his um, his atrocities are spilling like, over. He, he jokes over. about them in his jokes. Yeah. So what if it was like, here, here we have a director who... Um, portrays women really with a lot of strength in his films mm. like really feminist characters and um but is like beating his wife now it doesn't seem like that at all right. in his films right he's portraying them in a great light but like what if you know that he's beating like or he's you know yeah sexually it's... assaulting people etc mm -hmm. etc it's not really, in his art that's but, like, really tough yeah I mean, I almost feel like it, that kind of could you could make a parallel to the Beatles thing, but I mean, the John Lennon. I don't know the extent that he beat his wife, his first wife. I don't know that he. I mean, I don't think it was something that was like regular, super pervasive. Yeah. But it's like it's like well known that he yeah, was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, I know he that was pretty abusive, that, and then yeah. he like, I mean, he did abandon that family yeah. and like cut his first son out of his will. Like that's yeah. it was some pretty messed up stuff. But mm -hmm. like, I mean, I think that's that's really hard because. Like, I, and I think that's maybe one of those cases where, like, I mean, if the art really is, like, empowering to women and, like, you can in a vacuum watch that film and think, mm -hmm. wow, like, this, like, this is a really, like, empowering female character. Like, I mean, I feel like somebody could see that and, like, still take away a positive message if right. you still, like, preface it with, like, okay, like. How, how do you, <laughs> I just don't understand how you could think that. How can you, like be giving a lecture about this film to a class and say, watch this because like, look at these feminist characters, but the director is beating his wife. So just note that, but like still take away feminist messages. 
No, and that's a really good point. I mean, I. I told you we got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I feel like. I think that's what we were talking about with nuance, though. I think we have to have the the, the nuance to, the, and the ability to navigate those issues. I think you can say both. I think you can, on one hand, say that this guy was awful. On the other hand, this movie can can still be empowering. And I guess, like, I kind of get what you're saying because the actions of the director, like, completely invalidates the work that he did. Yeah. Like, it's not it's not authentic. It's not a genuine portrayal of how he he feels about these characters he's bringing to life because... Clearly, in his real life, he doesn't view women that way. But what about the other? I just I'm just joining this conversation. <laughs> um, what about the other people who contribute right. to the script, who contribute to the writing, who contribute to the movie? Like they're not they're it's completely invalidated just because the person at the head, like I mean, his personal life. I mean, I'm like, like asking. Like, I feel like that's kind of like a different like, thing. It's kind of like okay, you can look at those people those you know the people who worked on that film as like in a technical way and say like they did really high quality technical work these actors like did great work but you can't like consume that film with like messages of strength in women but what what if you what if the director was inspired by or informed by the people like there's i mean i don't know like it's just like just because there's a discrepancy that means it's invalid. I mean, I think, I think this might be the one example where I wouldn't be able, like, where I, or not the only, but like another example of where I don't, I don't know if I could keep consuming that piece of art because, like, I none of the examples we brought up were like explicitly like what the person did in their personal life and what their art is about are like directly at odds. You know, like yeah. I guess with Louis C.K., like his atrocities, like, like were kind of replicated in his art as opposed to like this person who is an awful person to women is like actively portraying the opposite of how they actually act and i think in that way like it's not like you're consuming a message that you thought was just humorous and it turns out that that's how this person really feels it's like you're consuming this thing that is supposed to be empowering and you learn it's completely inauthentic and i think i guess in that regard you can't really take away the same message when you know I guess of like the person who wrote and directed it clearly doesn't feel that way. So I think that is a really good point. Like, I, also I was excellent. kind of thinking about Quentin Tarantino. Why? There are like there are allegations, dude, and like also I'm I have a problem with like the way that he treats women as like muses. I don't think that that like respects them in their human form, like as person. I, like you're not just I, yeah. Some people are like, oh my god being somebody's muse is like such like a you know it's also respectful and coveted etc but no, I, it's I, not. I think yeah. yes I think, I think my whole thing with Quentin Tarantino is that he is problematic like just for the record you know he he's not a saint yeah. there's a lot of better dire- like behaved directors than him but I think with him as far as I mean I mean, some people would call his female characters empowered. Yeah, well, they would say that about Jackie Brown and about the Kill Bill yeah. series, that there it is a very kind of, like, feminist movie. Yeah, you know? and then, like, think about what he was doing to, like, Uma Thurman. He, like, literally made her have a car accident. Yeah. Because he pushed her, no, like, so hard really, to the That's arm. a really good point. As her, his muse. But are you saying that, like, and I don't have, I don't think I have an opinion about this, but mm-hmm. I'm just curious. Like, are you saying that a work in itself 
cannot be empowering to people because of what the director does in his personal life. Like literally it's like a an empowering piece of work, but it is no longer empowering because of what the director has done. Like it literally, the only reason why it's not empowering is literally because of the director and what he's done. Like despite the representation. But it's kind of just like, The answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what, what is that saying. like director know about empowering people if he if he isn't but if objectively you know the you work is empowering, right? Or objectively the work is like a intellectually honest piece of work. It like it's void of that just because I like I'm curious. Like I don't know. Like is it void because of what we know? And I see what you're saying, like where where would he be drawing these um like influences from but i think artists i mean can't people have can people create works based off of like just being informed what they're surround like i don't know like right like, i mean I it's know. hard because it, it's clearly a cognitive dissonance like with, well, we're, we're, but human beings have cognitive dissonance all yeah the time. no that's, that's not true it's very yeah. it's a human trait so it's it's i guess what she's saying is that's something she can't accept whereas some people will say you know it's a human trait and you could say one thing and do another thing, you know, and that's fine. But I, it just, I guess it just depends. I, I yeah. think for me, if with the example that you use, um, I also would be along the lines of like, it's not, there's no integrity to the work. There's no honesty to the work. It's not authentic to yeah. to the if they were the writer right. slash director right. screenwriter you know like you know mm -hmm. played those roles in a movie that like they was un but it's hard because it's like know. you know a lot of people write what's a reflection of themselves in their lives and what yeah. they've gone through so it's like to Alyssa's point like what is he drawing upon or he or she drawing upon but I think it's also true that some people don't like you don't necessarily need to draw from like your, your, own own experience, yeah. your own experience. But if you're like a producer, it like wouldn't necessarily matter. Like, is that what you're saying? Like, if you're like a director, screenwriter, like, then it's like, no, I can't possibly, there's no integrity. But if you're like a producer or like literally anything else, yeah, like it, then it preserves its integrity. I think what she's saying is that the role matters, the role that you play in the creative process of the movie matters, like whether you are the director and the script. Like, I feel like if you're the producer and your main role is like financing, like a Harvey Weinstein yeah. kind of character, then it matters less because it, it's your, the what you put towards the art was almost non-existent. Like what came of the, and what the product was, it's like you had really no creative input. Mm -hmm. so it matters less it does and that's why I think people can watch movies that Harvey Weinstein was the producer of or that his companies produced and be like it was a great movie but you know he was horrible and that's it's interesting now because you go like I was watching the Oscar um, like acceptance speeches of from um, what's his name Christoph Waltz from Django and from Inglorious Bastards. And in both of his acceptance speeches, 
he did thank Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, but not for, if not for him, mm-hmm. then exactly. So it's like there is mm-hmm. some role that is played, but it's is it a creative role? I don't think so. I mean, based on what the job description is, I think it all boils back down to the fact that filmmaking is a business and there's a lot of money involved and we live in a world where money dictates everything that happens and so someone like harvey like the reason harvey weinstein got away with it with so long is because he was bankrolling so many films and making a lot of people a lot of money so why would they ever have him you know and i think in a lot of ways like the reason that people don't feel comfortable consuming certain media is because it's not only artistic acclaim but you're giving royalties to the person who made it and so yeah. in some way like even if you are consuming art by someone who's problematic like you're patting their wallet yeah. a little yeah. bit yeah, yeah. That's, oh that's yeah i mean you're enabling it regardless yeah. i think of whether and so and that's yeah. why i pirate everything i watch <laughs> <laughs> that's a beautiful note to end on <laughs> Yeah. Thanks, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think we could maybe possibly have another conversation like this in the future. Yeah. But yeah. Um, that's all it. That's that's all. That's all the time we have. <laughs> that's all the time we have. Bye. 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 Bye.